Pirates starts your engine. 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt will come to the caution flag to win the Daytona 500. Here is your racing team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black. Local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill. Track reporter and racing insider Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. Gentlemen, start your engines! Good morning and welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg from the Beacon Drive-In Studios and Alan, the room's filling up a little bit. Well, we got we got our main man back. Good to have you back, Greg. Well, appreciate it. Uh, the Break. only problem I got, I got falling down problems. Well, but I'm I'm peeled up and ready to talk. There's a lot to talk about, but we want to talk about racing. You got about a month to catch up. <laughs> oh, I know. You it. got a month's worth of talking. I know it. I know it, and I apologize. No, that's okay. We missed you, and uh. You still got us great guests. Goodness of living. We had Johnny Rutherford and George Fulmer and uh, uh, maybe somebody before that. You got us a good one today for 1020. Who you got? We got Wally Dottenbach Jr. Senior. Co- Senior. Wally Dottenbach Sr. No, we got Wally Dottenbach Jr. I thought we had Senior. Wally. <laughs> Well, I'm prepared for either well, one, but all I, I know is Wally Dallenback and he drives a race car. Wally Dallenback is uh, the one that drove for y'all. Is that the one you got? Yeah, and he does historic racing down in Florida. Okay, and he knows all about this stuff, this other stuff, which we're not going to touch on. We're going to talk on racing, and he said, "Call him whenever." We're going to be talking to him at ten twenty. Uh heck of a road race driver great driver and uh a farmer where farmer run five races there he run it a few times with the brickyard deal uh and he done good with the stuff that we had because we're under finance but yeah both both senior and junior that's like wally said he growed up in indianapolis and growed up with the Indy cars, which is great. Indianapolis is a fantastic racetrack, and I can't wait till we see it. Uh, like for more people to be in a stand, but that's kind of confusing what they're going to do. Uh, but we got a we got a, a lot of a lot of racing to talk about. The Cup guys are at Dover, which um, you've got a lot of experience at Dover too. I know uh, Rudd ran real good up there for you guys, and. Uh, Ronnie's listening in. He's already texted me. Uh, he's going to stay with number 19 till uh, forever, I guess. But he's uh, listening in. And, Ronnie, you're always a part of the show, and you just feel free to call in if, if you want to. And uh, Nelson is not going to join us today. He's going to try to be with us next week, he said. Nelson's still recuperating up in Charlotte. Nelson, we're always thinking about you, and you're, you're still the smartest guy we know. And we need you to start imparting some of that knowledge to us because there's, there's a lot going on. And uh, it sort of looks a little bit. Uh, Alan, you can leave that nine next to my name. I'm going to pick him again. <laughs> and uh, Nelson's already taken Harvick, so we're sort of getting ahead of ourselves here. But Nelson's uh, updating. I mean, uh, Alan's updating the scoreboard over here. 
but we've got a we got a good show lined up. I know all of you that listen to this show are aware that Indianapolis, the Indianapolis 500, is my favorite race, and I um, I'm pretty much a historian just on that one race uh, and a particular open wheel series, uh, the different sanctioning bodies that it's had over the year, like the AAA and USAC and CART and everything. But uh, that's tomorrow afternoon. No fans. This is uh, going to be really different to see that huge place with no fans in it. But I did watch qualifying last week. They've only got 33 cars, so there wasn't the drama of bumping this year. Which is bad. Which is bad. But uh, they, um, you know, they qualified everybody on Saturday, and they took the fastest nine for Sunday. And then they qualified, requalified, and uh, that there was a, a a little bit of drama in it because uh, the last guy that went out was Marco Andretti, and he uh, knocked Scott Dixon off the pole and and had the and won the pole. Won a good run, a good speed too. Well, he run. That's what I'm trying to get my fumbly fingers here to get to the starting lineup. He. Uh, He's on the pole at 231 miles an hour, uh, just over 231. So that's that's pretty fast. You that's got, getting back to the way it needs to be. And Scott Dixon, the second, just, a, I mean, Marco Andretti is 231.088, and Scott Dixon is 231.051. So what, that's about 37 thousandths of a mile an hour. Uh, and then another former winner, Takumo Sato, is uh, – is on the outside of the front row. So Indianapolis is looking up to be real good. We got the cup guys racing at Dover today with Chase Elliott on the pole. And um, looking at that lineup, giving them equal time. Elliott is first. Hamlin is second. Martin Truex is third. Clint Boyer is fourth. Logano is fifth. Jimmy Johnson is sixth. Brad Keselowski is seventh. William Byron, eighth. Kurt Busch, ninth. And Kevin Harvick is 10th. And looking on down the line here, I didn't call out Kyle Busch's name. Where did he pop up? In, uh... Well, I'm going to pick him. Well, he's 22nd, so it's the bad luck he's been having. He's got a lot oh, of them to get Lord, by. He... Well, see, he didn't get in that first top 20, did he, last week because of them two rear tires blowed out. Yeah. Right he... there at the end. Yep. You he... know, which he had a rotor. He had a brake problem to start with. It put him in the pits. And uh, something about his brake bias and stuff like that wasn't quite ready for that road course down there. And I bet you he'll be looking at his other teammates because Truex was running awful fast down there. Yeah. And Truex finished second. Did What did you think about the stock cars on the road course? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I leave that for them cars like my brother work on. I like, I like, uh, I think that's a little too much of a road course. Especially when they stuck a new turn in there. They 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 had them two hairpin turns down there, and, it, and when you take a Winston Cup car and get him down to what forty mile an hour, and then have to pull him back up off that corner and stuff. I mean, you know, the chicanes that they've done at some of these places is done yeah. for safety, and I agree with it. I'm all for safety, but they got a chicane on the back stretch, got a chicane on the front stretch, and that causes more problems than the original Daytona road course. Because we run there a bunch uh, years ago and was actually Trans Am type cars and GT cars, you know, that NASCAR come up with. But it's kind of like you try, it, it, you try to do correct, and NASCAR is trying to do correct, 
and a lot of people are. And the only thing, I'm like Perry. Uh, I love Indianapolis. That place is fascinating. And Perry had been there a bunch of times, and he told me exactly what I was going to see. And I come through the place, and I absolutely broke out with a cold sweat. As many races I've been to. That place is wicked. And they have good races. Better races with open wheels. Well, usually... Um, it's the best race of the year. I mean, it's not every year, but I mean, there, there was a stretch there for about five or six years that there just, there was nothing like it as far as the, the close finishes and the wild happenings during the race. And the fact that, uh, you know, they just get out there and run 200 laps. They don't stop unless there's a wreck or caution flag. There's no stage. They just, uh, they run it. They run a race and that's, you know, that's the way I like it. And that, the, uh, the stages serve their purpose and, you know, and I've warmed up to it quite a bit, but it's, uh, there's just nothing like the Indianapolis 500. And a lot of people probably get tired of hearing me say it, but it's the truth. It, it, it is, is the truth. It hasn't been around since 1911 for nothing. And this the will be the thing that test take the test of time. This is the, the 104th annual Indianapolis 500. That are the things that's worthwhile. And I'm just going to make one suggestion. The Formula One cars, the whole time I run NASCAR, hanging on daddy's coattails and everything, I always dream if I could just be a pit crew member in a Formula One deal. Well, I'd have had to have two college educations to have done it 10 years ago. You know, it's a, it's a different deal, but I love it. Look at the movies they made. It's open wheel. They don't have it as good as the open wheel any cars do. But everybody's trying. But, you know, have you noticed those pit stops they're making in Formula One are about uh, three seconds? I mean, they're putting on the tires and putting in the fuel in three seconds. I mean, they barely stop. It, it's unbelievable Unreal. How, how fast those uh, pit stops are. Now, they don't have to put in much gas. They don't have to put in much because they don't start with much, and the races are about two hours long or about 200 miles. But, uh, you know, when they come in, they don't need that much. But, you know, they get, they've got the choice of the three different kinds of tires. they got the hard, the medium, and the real sticky, but the stickies don't last too long, and, uh-uh. and the rain tire. So there's a, there's a lot of differences there. And speaking of rain tires, what, what kind of tires did y'all have for – Cherokee last week, uh, Alan. We sat on jack stands. That's what we did. They didn't call that race before we even got out of the, got out of the shop. So, uh, kind of glad they went ahead and called that race, and uh, we just sat right there in the shop and uh, put her on jack back put back up on jack stands and went in and cooked me a good steak last Saturday night and sit back. But uh, hopefully, we might get to race today. Well, you, you're pretty iffy on that, I mean, as far as your team, right? Yeah. But uh, they are running at Cherokee. They are running at Cherokee Speedway. Uh, we got our inspection down there at Lake Greenwood. They moved furniture in, started Thursday evening, moving, taking furniture down, moving in. Got pictures of it last night, looking awful good down there. And uh, I'm sitting here with a car up on jack stands, and I might get a text here. I might not get a text. Uh, let's go racing. And if I don't, we don't. We do, we do. That's the way to do it. Might hook, might hook up to the boat. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, I got to talk to you about that because that's yeah. What you're doing? To, I mean, I need something. But we talking about we was talking about the Formula One cars having fast pit stops. You wait till NASCAR comes out next year with that one lug nut. Now next, tell us about that car. Uh, yeah, Alan next, uh, sent me a next, text next, yesterday with some pictures and the engine running on this car they're coming out with, and I mean it's a it's a thing of beauty, but it's different. It's gonna be something different. I mean, you still, I guess, you still gonna have to have a jack man. He gonna go right there and he gonna jack that car up. Now the man's just gonna have one lug nut to take off and one lug nut to put on. And them guys and in that car are so quick. And guess what? You got you still got two tanks of fuel that you got to put in this car. So now we're gonna be. I ain't gonna say they are gonna start putting more focus on fueling these race cars. Try to get them faster, and it's gonna be up to NASCAR to slow them down. How long will it be before they do away with the jack man uh, and just stick a, a hose in the side of the car like they do at Indy and Formula One and about well, everywhere else? Well, to do that, Perry, they'd have to make sure every pit road that they go to is concrete because when the asphalt gets hot in the summertime, they take them four prongs and stick down in that asphalt, it won't raise that car up. Well, maybe they have Not to put a bigger foot on it. Yeah, they'd have to put a bigger foot or something like that, but uh, that's the point of... Uh, things are coming i mean we look into the future you remember when when your brother who still does worked up there for junior all these years Spartanburg guy mike and mike and with junior and them junior used to tote the jack before they come out with lightweight jacks because junior was strong enough and they got pictures junior didn't care if there was an inspector in front of him he was in the way he'd tell him <laughs> and he'd tell him, he said, look, I'm coming around with a jack, and Junior was strong enough to do it. Well, there was one famous picture of him swinging it around by the handle, and he just clips this official, and he goes flying. It got him right in the back of the back of the legs like a clip. Well, back in that day, you still, you, you, all your jacks used to be steel. And for the handle, you remember you used to take a piece of rope, and you'd take a roll of duct, I mean, a black electrical tape, and you'd take that rope and you'd lace it around that handle up there, and then you'd take that black electrical tape and and hold that rope up there so that you would not lose grip of that slick steel handle when you was coming around that race car because there ain't no telling where that jack would wind up in. You know, it's funny to see some of these old races on on uh, YouTube and stuff, and, uh, and, and of course you guys can remember it, and I can remember it, when it used to take maybe five or ten pumps to get the car up. And then it got to where I just noticed one day, and it was this was probably in the 80s or 90s. Heck, I don't remember. But I, it was like two pumps, and it was up. And I went, wait a minute. It used to take about 10. Did you see that? And then Danny Fowler, who's a good friend of the show, and we haven't had him on a while, was Bud Moore's jack man for all those years. And he used to tell us about all the things they do to the jacks. And, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a floor jack and a service station anymore. It was a, a high highly technical lightweight piece of equipment and danny done it himself there was only a few people had the lightweight stuff and danny spotted one and he come down to shop when it's spare time because he's busy all the time and one of the best jack men i've ever seen in my life good historian friend and he went in there and put aluminum in the right place and lightened up a regular jack probably as much as the brew houses or, or the one that they come out later and he got it where it only had about two to three pumps on it 
but he had been he had been used to that real heavy saw a gun having to pump it and pump it and pump it uh i don't ever remember anybody having to wait on danny he was and good. i had good tires he just that good we need to have him on the show it's we been got a while to. um we're getting ready to take a break here but let me thank lanny mckinney for what he does for us the maintaining the budmore engineering website and our facebook page and prepares our podcast every week and lanny we uh i got everything started okay this morning so i guess you get the week off from me from correcting one of my mistakes but uh we appreciate everything you do lanny and we are gonna always thank you and have uh have you as part of the show i don't i don't know if he's texted in with his pick this morning or not but uh he may have i've already received the text from him here uh okay let us know who you're picking i don't see it on here so anyway well let's take our first break and come back and uh all i know is we got a dialing back coming on i thought it was the one that's about 86 years old but i think it's the one that's in his 50s so uh we'll get one of them we're going to talk to wally dialing back junior or senior you're listening to start your engines on fox sports spartanburg Want to talk racing with the guys? Call the Sign Force Hotline now at 864-468-1400. Start Your Engine returns in a moment on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a Plante? Call it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Fox Sports 1400 now has an app. Like mozzarella sticks? No, it's an app for your phone. My phone is hungry? Okay, so for the rest of you. Download the Fox Sports 1400 app today with our elite audio text line. Just search Fox Sports 1400 in Google Play or the App Store. Download our app today by searching Fox Sports 1400. Man, I need a new car, but I have no idea where to look. Have you tried Impex Pre-Owned at Bowling Springs? Pre-Owned? I'm not looking for something with lots of mileage on it. That's why you need to go to Impex Pre-Owned, because they have a huge selection of new model cars and trucks with low mileage. Well, that sounds great, but i got to stick to my budget. And that's another reason why you need to check out Impex Pre-Owned. New model cars with low mileage at thousands less than you'll find anywhere else. Call Yvette today at 864-327-9297 or check out ImpexPreOwned.com. Impex Pre-Owned. Quality used cars made easy. Get ready for a slam dunk during the Nissan.
Nissan now sales event at Greer Nissan. It's Markdown Madness. And you'll score big with huge savings and low payments on all your favorite Nissan models. Get in the zone in an all-new 2020 Nissan Citra for only $129 per month. Take your pick. You can drive a 2020 Nissan Altima or Rogue for only $199 per month. Or score a new Titan pickup and save up to 30% off. Get big savings on our large selection of used vehicles, too. And if you need credit, come and get it. Bench those high payments and slam dunk on savings during the Nissan Now sales event at Greer Nissan today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Are you sick of all the cookie-cutter, boring barbershops? If so, you need to visit the Ironspur Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironspur Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner A.J. West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your hair cut like you like it and in a fun, man cave-like environment, then give A.J. a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironspur Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First-time visitors mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289. Hey, this is Tyler Sugar. Join me Friday nights this fall for the Friday Night Tailgate Show presented by McDonald's from 5 until 6.30 right here on Fox Sports 1400 and on FM at 98.3. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And uh, it's my great pleasure to welcome to the show Wally Dallenbach Jr. Good morning, Wally. You there, Wally? Yep. Oh, there you are. Hey, uh, completely uh, transparent here. Um, (laughs) I thought Greg told me that he had your father on. So what we're gonna? (laughs) So what? Well, you know, Indy's coming up tomorrow and everything. But what I think we're gonna try to do is see if we can line him up for the second part of the show. So anyway, this could be the All Dallenbach Show. How are you, Wally? Yep. Yeah. 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 Where are you? Where are you located? Where are, you, where are we talking to you from? We got a bad connection. Wally, we got a bad connection here. You're uh, you're coming in and out real bad. Yeah. Sorry, guys. You guys, perfect. Well, uh, I don't know if I need to call you back on a hard line phone or not, Wally. You're uh, you're breaking up real bad, or if you can, if you can, uh, maybe you're going through a tunnel or something. I got I got five bars back. I'm on Wi-Fi, so be the connection. Okay. Uh, well, it's it's not it's breaking up pretty bad, Greg. Yeah. Biggest thing we're talking about more than anything we know about NASCAR and Wally does too. Dover's coming up. Uh, Wally drove for us one year and done a fantastic job on a very limited budget. And at Dover. Wally was Wally was good at Charlotte, Atlanta, Dover, Daytona, short. I mean, road courses. He just road courses. Oh Lord, we flat throw the race away with the pit crew thing. But but yeah, Wally, we we want to talk about Andy, and uh, like I say, you growed up around there. You you your daddy done so good in the Dolomite name. Uh, you definitely inherited his skills. 
he said that himself. But what about what's going on with you with the local race? And I know you're doing historic stuff, but what's going on with you right now? I know you stayed active in it, but just tell us what all is going on. Wally, we, we don't have a good connection here at all. Let me, uh, well, he's gone. Uh, y'all talk amongst yourselves. Let me see if I can get him back on the phone because that's, uh, I don't even have him on the line right now. Well, we're going to Dover this week, Greg. Any, uh, I know they've changed this uh, garage area around from what we used to whenever we were down there in the fourth turn. And uh, I don't know if they've done any improvements there to Pitt Road, as you know of. It's hard. Pit road speed kind of a questionable thing. Seems like we had more people hurt with a pit road speed. And that, that, I mean, was, that was a tight pit road, and, and it was tight getting on pit road. There's been a lot of cars messing around and hit them jugs and barrels right there at the end of pit road trying to get down in there. And uh, we're getting down here to the end of it where it's, it's getting me a, a pretty – you know, important race as far as points races because we're getting down here to three races left to go before we uh, end this deal of uh, going into our our chase. And we've got Jimmy Johnson sitting out here looking in, and everybody's wanting Jimmy Johnson to get in this points deal since it's his last year. It just... Uh same like NASCAR and racing people are, are doing better than a lot of other sports. I mean, there's questions about this, that, and whatever, and they're supposed to be because we are, but we're not there to talk about this. Only thing I don't like, there ain't going to be no fans in the stands. Well, you can understand the deal about the fans in the stands with this COVID virus going around, but everybody realized, but once you get in that race car, it's just one person that's Racing's a kind of, I say, we say it's like a one-person sport, but it is just a driver sitting in that car. You do have your crew members sitting there on pit road and stuff like that. They still got their mask and all on, protecting their sales from each other. But, uh, you know, when you got crew members, don't get me wrong, you still... Crew they know they're on live TV and they're driving their hearts out. Yep. Because it's that man in that car against another man in another car. Yep. And... We know that things have changed with computers, this technology. Yeah, and we're really going into technology as far as next year with the Winston Cup car. I mean, uh, the Cup cars. I keep on saying Winston Cup cars because uh, everybody knew what Winston done for the Cup cars back in the day. But uh, okay, We're yep. trying to get Wally Don back on the phone again, people. Sorry well, it, he drops off. I get him on there, and he says, I've got five bars, and it looks good on my end. And he just got cut off, and I was getting ready to put him on the air. So y'all keep going. Uh, uh, let me try it again here. He, he had a very clear line when I talked yeah, to him. Okay, we got you now, Wally. Hello? Well, we're just not getting anywhere with this. Well, okay. We want to. We'll, 
we'll try to call Wally back here just a little bit later. I'm gonna try him right now. Do you just do some local stuff right. there, and we'll. Uh, uh, we just... had we had no local racing going on over here at Cherokee Speedway last week because of this big storm we had coming through. Same storm came through up there at Harris, but located up in North Carolina, everybody knows that Harris went to Sunday afternoon. Yep. And everybody back in the day used to go up to Harris on Sunday afternoon to watch them race on asphalt up there at that Harris Speedway. But now it's into a dirt track, and they still are able to go to a, a Sunday afternoon race up there. They had seven divisions racing at Harris Speedway last Sunday. Uh, you winner in the pure shot division went to Matt Spencer. Second place went to Chris Jones. Third place went to Dustin Mars. In the stock four division, first place went to Kevin Cooper. Second place went to Kevin Kelly. Third place went to Corey Christian. In the 602 late models, everybody needs to look out for this boy. His name is John Ruggiero Jr. He is flat blistering him up there. Uh, second place went to Blake Kraft. Third place went to Dale Timms. In the Thunder Bomber Futures, first place went to Danny Edmonds. Second place went to Stetson Stodd. And third place went to Heath Henderson. And now let's, we're going to go back to Perry. Well, let's go, let's try it again. Are you there this time, Wally? Uh, I'm here. Okay. I, we hear you good now, Wally. <laughs> okay. Well, Greg had just asked you a question. I don't know if you remembered. It was so long ago about uh, you're doing some sort of historic racing or something now? Wally. Hello. I, I this this is not gonna work. Okay. All right. Let me, let me take back over <laughs> go, at Harris. Go Harris, ahead. In the crate sportsman division, first place went to Chris Jackson. Second place went to Jake Jackson. Third place went to Timmy Smith. And the Thunder Bomber division, first place went to Shane McDaniels. Second place went to Timmy Smith. Third place went to Dwayne Corley. And the Renegade Stock Eight division, popular division around here. First place went to Chris Stebbin. Second place went to Chris Jackson. Third place went to Justin Pierce. Okay. Now we're going to move to last night. Everybody knows what kind of storms we had coming through yesterday afternoon. But Travis Rest stayed right there with it and said that they was going to race. And sure enough, they was able to get all seven divisions in last night at Travis Rest Speedway last night. And we're going to start it off with the Thunder Bomber Division. First place went to Dwight Smith. Second place went to Bailey Hip. Third place went to Nathan Nash. Okay. Ah, going back to Perry again. Okay. Maybe the fifth time's the charm. Are you with us, Wally? <laughs> I'm here loud and clear. You, you sound great this time. Uh, Greg had asked you a question about a week ago about, uh, it seems like, about are you doing some sort of historic racing or something now? Yeah, I'm racing in a series called the SBA, and it, I mean, it, it's been a blast. And actually, how I got involved in it, um, Tony Perella, who owns the series, started this thing called V-Rock, which is the Vintage Race of Champions. And basically, he brings in X-Cup guys and IndyCar guys, Formula One guys, road racing, you name it. Um, and, you know, we get to race these cool cars i'm racing a 70 boss mustang and the races are usually about an hour hour and a half long and so there's a driver change um you know we like i, I race with uh, my car owner by the name of john cloud 
and and it's all for charity. Every weekend is is a different charity. So um, we come in and we you know we run uh, raise money for whatever the the charity of you know that choice is for the weekend. And um, there's usually about four a year. Um, and I mean, I'm having more fun doing this stuff than I, I can't tell you. And, and and then I run the I run a lot of uh, other vintage events with with uh, the guy that I drive for. He's got like five cars. He's got a, a '70 Boss Mustang. He's got a uh, like a '67 Camaro. He's got an X Cup car. He's got an X IMSA GTO car, which is my favorite. That thing's an animal. So on any given any given weekend, I may be driving four or five different cars in four or five different races, and um, just having a really good time doing it. Where are y'all racing? What tracks? Well, we race at, um, you know, the regular SVRA stuff. You know, we race at at like Sebring, uh, Watkins Glen, Elkhart Lake, VIR, um, Road Atlanta, places like that, uh, and Indianapolis. The the V Rock series is like uh, uh, VIR, Road Atlanta, Indianapolis, and it was supposed to be Austin, but. You know, obviously what was going on this year, the V-Rock thing got canceled. Oh, uh, but I'm still running the SRA events, uh, a couple of them anyway. We ran Sebring. The next one is at VIR next month. And um, it's just it, it's just good fun. Um, you know, the guy that I drive for is, is a fantastic guy. Um, he's really into it. He also runs some Trans Am events in the Trans Am 2 Series. And uh, just, you know... Uh, Good people to be around, and like I said, I get to drive some really cool cars in, uh, during the weekend. So, yep, having a blast. Hey, and from what I've researched, what you told me, you run pretty doggone good at all of them. Yeah, yeah, we, it was funny. Um, at the last race last year was at VIR, and, um, you know, we're, we're up there on the podium and getting our pictures and our medals and all that stuff, and... Um, you know, I, we, we get all that done, and, you know, I get off the podium, and I'm headed out, and, and the, the cherry guy is like, whoa, 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 we got more stuff for you. And I'm like, well, what's going on? He goes, well, you won the championship. You and John won the championship. And I said, I didn't even know there was a championship. I probably got the nicest, I got the nicest trophy I've ever received, plus a really nice watch. So it was pretty It was pretty funny. I was like, wow, this is, this is pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, it was. We, we've, we've done good. John's got good stuff. I mean, John's got really good cars. They're well-prepared. And um, it, 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 it's a little bit intimidating because, you know, you're out there in some cars that are worth a ton of money, and you're out there racing guys that have cars, you know, uh, you know, uh, Shelby's and stuff like that that are really worth a lot of money. But I tell you what, it, it's, not a, it's not a parade. You know, it's like everything else. You know, you, you you put a driver and you get that competitive juices, competitive juices flowing, and we're out there running really hard against each other. So, um, yeah, it's good fun. We're talking to Wally Dallenbach, Jr. Wally, of course, this is Indianapolis 500 weekend, and with your father running there so many times and, and a, a winner at Ontario and Milwaukee and a lot of other places on the championship trail in those days, what – I mean, you. So you grew up around Indianapolis. What are some of your memories you might have uh, that you could share with us as a young man or a little boy or whatever at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway? Maybe back in the days of 
Of course, it would have been back in the days of Tony Hallman and uh, some of those yep. guys that are long gone. Great memories. I mean, you know, you obviously, when you're growing up around that stuff and, <clears throat> you know, you've got, you know, the Unsers and the Foyts and the Rutherfords and the Jontocks and all these, you know, um, great drivers around that are coming over for a barbecue and, um you, you know, you, you really don't even think about it, but then when you look back at it and go, wow, man, you know, I, I, was, I was around some great, great, great company. Uh, and, and I think the biggest thing I remember, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind, we used to basically spend the month of May in Indianapolis. Back in those days, there was a lot of practice. You were there for the month. And I remember getting on. I remember getting a month's worth of homework. <laughs> we, you know, they would take us out of school and go to Indianapolis, and, and it was like, oh, good grief. I mean, we had, you know, a lot of homework to do. But it, it was, it was, you know, it was just our playground. You know, we were, you know, a lot of back in the early days, we were just kids, you know, and you had the other driver's kids were there as well, and we all hung out and rose hell and, and in the infield and got into a lot of, you know, mischief, but uh, just grew up um, at Indianapolis for the month of May, many, many, many years. Did and, they... yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was a definite uh, education. Or any of those kids that you were talking about you played with, or is, would that any of them be like Andretti, you know, anybody, sure. anybody that's racing today in some form or another? Well, absolutely. It was, you know, Michael and, and you know, John Andretti. Um, you had Gordy John Cox kids, Johnny Rutherford's kids. Um, there was you know, a lot of us that, uh, you know, it was uh, uh, Billy Vukovic third, and, you know, we did a lot of things together uh, when we were at the racetrack. And it wasn't just at Indianapolis. And, you know, back in those days, we went to a lot of different races as kids. You know, my dad would have the motorhome and We'd pile in the motorhome and go to Milwaukee or uh, Phoenix, wherever. So a lot of those kids, yeah, we grew we grew up around, and uh, and it was you know we all went all different directions, but a lot of us wound up in racing and, and racing against each other or racing with each other. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Uh, in Indy, I remember we were on the Brickyard one race, and I know we qualified 16th out of about 60 cars. Yeah. And yeah. that was pretty doggone impressive. And yeah. we, we run good. We really did. Yeah, we did. I, I got one question. Uh, we talked to Rouse a lot now, and he's a he's super good. How many champ, Trans Am championships did you win uh, with them McCures and, and – Really, Trans Am was still in its heyday. But you well, had to won, won three or four championships. Yeah, I won the 85 Trans Am championship with, with Ford and with Jack. And then all, you know, also that year in 85, I was running Trans Am and I was running a lot of the MCGTO races for Jack. So I was doing both. Uh, won the 24 hours Daytona that year as well. And I wound up winning four 24 hours of Daytona for Jack. Three of them were in a row. Wow. Um, and then the, it was kind of a weird deal in 85 because, I, here, you know, I, here I won the championship, 
won a bunch of races in IMSA, helped my co-driver win the championship in, in IMSA, and you know, come November, December, I haven't heard anything from Ford. And I'm calling him going, guys, am I racing? What, what are we doing here? In the meantime, her official at Chevrolet was burning my phone up. They were putting a team together in Trans Am, and they wanted me to come and drive for them. And I got, I got to a point where it was in December, and I was getting frustrated that I had not been offered anything. So I made a deal with her official to go drive for, for Chevrolet, and we went and won the championship in 86 with them. Uh, it, it was it, and it, basically it was the, the team that I, I raced for with Jack. It was called Roush Protofab. And Protofab, they were in the same boat. They, they didn't know what was going on. Ford hadn't told them anything, you know, blah, 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 blah. So when I went to Chevrolet and her official said, what is it going to take for you to come drive Trans Am for us next year? I said, well, you got to take, you got to get Protofab to go with me. And that's how Protofab wound up being a Chevrolet team. And so it really wasn't, I didn't want to leave Ford. I love those guys. Those guys gave me a great opportunity. They gave me a shot. But man, when when you just won the championship and you're not getting your phones return, phone calls returned, and you're chomping at the bit, it's time to go. Well, what was and the problem? I, I I really don't know. You to never found day, out thirty I, years I ago. Yep. I, to this day, I I don't know. I I think they you know maybe had bigger fish to fry and they were trying to do other things. But if if somebody would have just said, hey, listen, you know, you're going racing with us next year, just hang tight. We just haven't. We just haven't put it together. That would have been fine, but I was getting nothing. I mean, it was crickets. And oh, man. I'm a young guy. At that time, I was in my early 20s, and here I've got another manufacturer waving one hell of a deal in front of me. And I'm like, hey, listen, if, he's, if Ford's not interested in, in, in it, then I've got to go do something. But by no means did I want to leave Ford or break the team up, but I was wanting to go make sure that I had a deal the next year and that's how that happened. Ford has always been, as we know, sometimes a little tight on the money. They well, I I I don't think it was a money thing, to be honest with you, Greg. I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what it was because I never got an answer. But you know, they they did the deal with Roush next year. Those uh, I think the next year they did run the Mercurs. Um, and they put that team together, and we basically based against them in 86. It was just, again, I, I was not getting any answers from them, and I had to move. I had to make a move. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to wind up telling Chevrolet no and then finding out for that they weren't going to go racing. All I was looking for was an answer, and when I didn't get it, um, I had to cover my own butt, so that's how... That's how that deal came down for 1986 with Curtis Apple Chevrolet. We're talking to Wally Dallenbach, Jr. Um, Wally, we're getting up against the clock. I'm glad we finally got the phone straightened out. You're coming in clear as a bell now, and I'll, I apologize for that. It was probably on this end. But, uh, you know, one yeah, thing no I, I've, I've got to mention, and I, I know I did it the last time we had you on, uh, I believe it was two years ago, That, uh, and I want to ask you what you're doing um, in the way of broadcasting right now, but you're the man that came up with the term lucky dog. And I've all, I'll never forget that. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I'm really not doing anything in broadcasting anymore. You know, That's NBC, a shame because you were great. Well, thank you. It was fun last weekend because um, NBC called me and said, hey, do you want to do a Wally's World at, at uh, Daytona uh, for the road course? Because nobody was allowed on the racetrack, not even in a pace car. And I believe it was – I don't know who they had that was supposed to do the deal. might have been Parker. Clickerman, uh, and he was in a truck race. So they really didn't have, you know, they, they couldn't use the current driver to do it. So um, they called me and said, hey, you want to do a Wally's World? I'm like, sure. I'm right down the street. So it was fun. I, I got to see a lot of my old friends that I hadn't seen. I hadn't been in a racetrack in a long time when it comes to NASCAR race. And, and certainly going to the racetrack last weekend with the atmosphere that it is now, was strange. Uh, yeah, you just drive in, you park wherever you want. Uh, <laughs> there's no fans, there's no traffic. Uh, really, really a strange, uh, a strange atmosphere for what I was used to. But um, outside of that, guys, no, I'm not really doing any broadcasting anymore. I, I, I'm pretty much got some real estate projects that I'm working on around here in Daytona. Uh, and other than doing the the little bit of uh, vintage racing and and getting off, getting the goof off a little bit, that's been about it. Well, Wally, we we really appreciate you coming on. Once again, I'm sorry for the rough start, and uh, sounds like you're staying plenty busy. And hopefully, uh, hopefully next time we get together, we can uh, start out a little smoother. Anyway, Th- <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Yeah, anytime, guys. I enjoy talking with you guys, and uh, you know, have a good day. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. It was a little bit rusty here at the at the beginning. I don't know what was going on. I could hear you guys fine. So it must have been a bad connection, but uh, we'll do it again. Well, maybe we can uh, get Greg on the job here and see if we can get your dad for the next hour sometime. So uh, maybe we'll have a little better luck. But anyway, thanks so much for coming on. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Wally can get it okay, done. Sure. All right. See you guys. Thank you. See you, Wally. Thank you. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like French fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. For a slam dunk during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan. It's Markdown Madness. And you'll score big with huge savings and low payments on all your favorite Nissan models. Get in the zone in an all-new 2020 Nissan Sentra for only $129 per month. Take your pick. You can drive a 2020 Nissan Altima or Rogue for only $199 per month. Or score a new Titan pickup and save up to 30% off. Get big savings on our large selection of used vehicles, too. And if you need credit, come and get it. Bench those high payments and slam dunk on savings during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. 
Why waste your time hand-washing your car when you can get the job done in minutes at Pars Quality Car Wash in Boiling Springs? Experience one of their excellent car washes today. Don't let crumbs, bugs, dirt, and other particles interrupt your car's overall appearance. Other car washes just basically rinse off your car and fail to get off the stuck on bugs and dirt that takes a little elbow grease to remove. Ask about their car detailing, too. Visit Pars Quality Car Wash, 1929 Boiling Springs Road, and get a quality car wash done by hand. 578-9274. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories, such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. That's some of that late Saturday night music again. <laughs> what, Metallica? No, that wasn't. <laughs> no. And we've been talking about that, about, uh, about you identifying the music for us. So, uh, anyway, Alan, we sort of hodgepodge through your part there i don't know if you got any we we got about five minutes if you want to do some more or we can just shoot the bull or well i got the, i almost I, feel I, like you should start over from the top but we won't we won't do that no i still got left over here from Traveler's rest speedway last night we're going to get back over into the front wheel drive division first place went to travis jameson second place went to ricky hill third place went to tyler caps and the thunder bomber futures first place went to danny edmonds Second place went to Blade Edwards. Third place went to Hunter Leonard. In the limited sportsman division, first place went to Brian Carswell. Second place went to Josh Hoots. Third place went to Lee Higgins. Good to see limited sportsmen back on the schedule over at Travis Rest Speedway. In the Sika Crate Sportsman Division, first place went to Chris Jackson. Second place went to Colton Dimsdale. Third place went to Dustin Taylor. In the Pure Stock Division, first place went to Nathan Showtime Pierce. Second place went to Kevin Nations. Third place went to Danny Sexton. In the Young Guns division, first place went to Trent Blackwell. Second place went to Chase Stevens. And third place went to Kelly Laws. Uh, did not get no results from Carolina Speedway last night. Uh, I think Carolina Speedway may have called their race off. The way the clouds looked like they was going up towards Interstate 85. And everybody knows Carolina Speedway's up there at Gastonia. So, uh, Josh Langley. 
Josh Langley was the winner. We had, had him, him on, on the show last week. Had him on the show last week. Uh, did not hear nothing out of Carolina Speedway this morning, so they probably called their race off. All right. But uh, got got some racing going on this afternoon. If the weather holds out, we got uh, Cherokee Speedway coming up this afternoon. They got the Carolina Sprint Car Series coming in over there. Always a good card on the program over there. Also on the, on the racing schedule was 602 Open Wheel Modified, Super Sportsman Division, Thunder Bomber Futures, Young Guns, Extreme 4, and the 604 Late Models. There will be no stock four division over there because of the Lawrence race. They're having a big MMSA race down at Lawrence Speedway. I'll get into that just a little bit later in the show. Uh, they're going to pay out some good money down there at Lawrence Speedway. Glad to see them back on the schedule. Everybody knows of the bad accident that they had down there about probably about four weeks ago mm-hmm. where the late model car got up into the stands. But uh, gates are going to open down at Lawrence. Uh, Cherokee Speedway gates are going to open at 4:30 this afternoon. Drivers meeting is going to be at 7 o'clock. Fifteen dollars get in the stands. Thirty dollars get in the pits. Kids ten and younger get in free. So uh, cross your fingers. Hopefully they get Cherokee Speedway in this evening. Uh, been doing a lot of improvements on the racetrack over the last two or three weeks, and I heard through the grapevine that they've had a few practice sessions over there. Uh, Chris Madden was one in a super late mile car and heard last night a former NASCAR driver, Kyle Larson, was down there in a super late mile car. At Gaffney. At Cherokee Speedway. Well, I'd be doggone. So I uh, have not confirmed that yet. That's just a rumor that I heard that Kyle Larson was down there in a super late model. Had a Kyle Larson sighting in Gaffney. Yes, had a Kyle Larson sighting. Well, you know, Nelson um, told us he was running a lot out in the Midwest and uh, in the sprint cars, and, of course, that's where he came from. So when he had his when he had his uh, microphone slip up there, um, gosh, that was a long time ago, back in March, right, right around, it was Easter Day uh, when that happened. He's... Uh, surfaced here and there so you know i don't i'm gonna reserve judgment i'm not going into all of that again but you know whether he's served this punishment or if, or if he ever will serve it or what you know if he's nelson of course seemed to think he'd be back in nascar someday if i understood nelson correctly so uh um he's a good driver there's a lot of talent there and definitely uh no matter what happened can't can't blame him for trying to make a living that's all you can do out here. All right. Well, um, so you're going to be sort of keeping one eye on the, the one sky eye. and one eye on for for the text to get the car ready, or yeah, or head head west to Lake Greenwood. But I'm still gonna I'm still gonna go over here to the fresh market and go ahead and get my steak. <laughs> my steak will not go bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, we um. You know, I, I've got to apologize a little bit for the, the raggedness of the show. We usually have a pretty structured thing, and it, it got thrown off with the phone um, the phone calls. And I, I took the blame for that, but it, it was Wally's phone. He was just, you know, I called the same number, and when he finally got out from under wherever he was under, it, it came through loud and clear. But uh, And I guess thinking that we had his daddy and it turned out to be him was kind of ragged. So uh, um, I, I know Lanny calls me every week and texts me and says, who's on the show? And we try to get it on our Facebook page. So we had some, uh, I guess some false advertising this week because I had the wrong dialing back. Now, 
Greg has walked away, and I think he may be out there in the lobby trying to get Wally Sr., who he's out in Colorado, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, you know, we had Johnny Rutherford in Texas, and we had George Former in Idaho last week. So maybe we can get Wally Dallenbach Sr. In, uh, out in Colorado, who, uh, who ran Indy quite a bit. But we've got a lot of results and things to get to and uh, some – a little bit of news. I know that I saw in the paper this morning where Randy LaJoy and his team's breaking up. And, you know, he's the one that sent uh, Hendrick a letter wanting to take over the 48 car. I don't know how that's working out. That that seems like a, about two years ago, but actually I guess that was around Daytona. So, uh, yeah, uh, every driver, you know, you got you to gotta put it out there that I'm willing to drive. Yeah. Well, anybody – would be nuts to not be willing to get in the 48 car. And, uh, of course, we're still hoping maybe Jimmy can get another win before it's over. We've got a lot of racing this weekend, and we're going to touch on all of that in our second hour. we got two Xfinity races in two days. we got two um, Cup races in two days. And we got Indianapolis 500. And uh, WeatherTech boys are up in uh, Virginia. So we're going to take a look at all of that and talk about it in depth. When we come back, you're listening to Start Your Engines. From Fox Sports Spartanburg. We are Fox Sports. Your home for the herd with Colin Cowherd weekdays at noon is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. We are Fox Sports. And here's what you need to know. Baltimore Ravens star safety Earl Thomas is not at practice today. Tom Pelissero of NFL Media reported this morning that Thomas was sent home from the Ravens facility yesterday following a fight in practice with fellow safety Chuck Clark. Clark is practicing today. Jason LaConfora of CBS Sports reports that the Ravens Player Leadership Council made it clear to Ravens decision makers they would prefer Thomas not be around. NBA Orlando Magic guard Michael Carter-Williams and forward Aaron Gordon will not play today in Game 3 against the Milwaukee Bucks at 1 p.m. Eastern with the series tied at 1. Carter-Williams because of a strained tendon in his left foot. Gordon because of a strained left hamstring. Baseball Friday night. The Dodgers became the first in the majors to 20 wins with a 5-1 victory over the Colorado Rockies. Walker Bueller, 11 strikeouts in six innings. I'm Isaac Lohenkron. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, 
front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube. Asheville Highway in Inman. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster and the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt will come to the caution flag to win the Daytona 500. Here is your racing team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black. Local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill. Track reporter and racing insider Nelson Crozier, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Gentlemen, start your engine! And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines, and boys... We've got a lot of time and a lot of things to talk about, so hopefully we, uh, uh, this would be an excellent time for somebody to call in if they'd like to. We've uh, um, got no guests for the second hour. We thought maybe we could get Wally Sr., but we just we don't have his phone number. I thought we did, unless you've got it scribbled down there, but we'll go the second hour without a guest, but we'd certainly love to have somebody call in. That would be fine. The number is 864 864- Four six eight fourteen hundred. 1400 Alan, I said you've grabbed your notepad again there. You got some more stuff for us? Yes, I do. Uh, Lawrence County Speedway down there. That's We call that the Darlington of Dirt Tracks. They're going to have the Red Eubanks Memorial Race there this evening. And uh, the MMSA four-cylinders are going to be down there, and they're going to pay $1,200 to win in that division. They're also going to pay $1,200 in the 602 Thunder Series. Going to have $100 for the fastest qualifier in there. Uh, $1,500 for the Thunder Bomber division down there. There will be a ton of Thunder Bombers down there at Lawrence County Speedway. Uh, $475 to win in the front-wheel drive division. $350 for second place. Now listen to this, Perry. They got a $50 bonus for the last car on the lead lap. The last car is on the lead lap. Last car on the lead lap gets a $50 bonus. So now, if you're sitting there on the lead lap and you almost run next to last, you're going to try to make sure you're going to run last just to get that extra $50. The, the last car on the lead lap? The last car on the lead lap gets a $50 bonus. Well, you know what that tells me. <laughs> I don't know how often they use the move over flag. Uh, 
because the leaders are coming, but the the guy, the first guy I lap behind is going to be racing like the devil to get back past the leader. And which, we don't have no lucky dog. <laughs> <laughs> also, in this, they got a limited. I think I think this will be limited late miles. Going to be eleven twenty five and uh, seven hundred seventy five dollars in a limited sportsman division down there. And uh, don't get me wrong, Lawrence County is not far from Greenwood Lake, and. Uh, if I could look up the rules right fast, I might call Dan and say, hey, you're not but about 15 minutes from this racetrack. We'll, we'll go to Lawrence County Speedway tonight. Well, I think you got time. Yeah. Pit gates down there at Lawrence County Speedway is going to open up at 5 o'clock this afternoon. $30 to get in the pit. Stands open up at 6 o'clock. $15. Kids 11 and under get in free. They do allow coolers in down there at Lawrence County Speedway. Just uh, no glass bottles allowed in, in the racetrack. So uh, a lot of good local racing going on, provided that this weather holds out for us. And uh, like I say, if not, we're going to go to Cherokee and uh, haven't heard nothing from Harris tonight. Harris should be having another good race up at Harris Speedway. Well, what's Mr. Wilson doing? Is he in a, he's yeah. got to be in some Mr. sort Wilson, of a, he Mr. don't know which way to head. Mr. Wilson gave me a report yesterday, and uh, he went to, he's going to Traverse Rest Speedway, and the report was that, Wally was about done with uh, his produce, and he was supposed to show up at, at Travers Rest last night. Wally Fowler. Wally Fowler. Everybody knows Mr. Wally Fowler. He gets the job and, uh, done, too, don't he? He sure does, but <laughs> uh, seen on the rundown that evidently Wally didn't make the deal last night, so uh, he must still be uh, farming. Well, I know that's probably uh, good news for a lot of people. Yes, it is. <laughs> that he's still on the farm. And I, I, I would have to say there's probably a bunch of people glad that you are undecided. You know, uh, well, they're probably over there at Cherokee saying, yeah, go, go on to Lawrence and <laughs> try your luck down there and leave us uh, the purse here that would divide up amongst ourselves. So, all right, well, that's good. We, um, All right, let's touch on some other stuff here. We got a lot of time, and, uh, you know, I say that every week. We end up rushing through stuff but uh once again if you want to call in please feel free to do so let's look at the cup results last week who won last week amongst us chase elliott no i'm amongst those people sitting here in the perry, room perry won <laughs> i finally week. won i, I thought it's gonna get kind of tight right there whenever that last caution kyle bush blowed out two rear tires i know that was weird that was weird. On the, uh, coming off of the turn going onto the backstretch evidently he wheel hopped him rear tires and 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 blistered them you know that in-car camera he had his hands full oh yeah like i say <laughs> he had a different brake brake package on that car at first you know he was running second and uh flattened the left front tire had to come in and pit to get the left front so then they told him to change his bait bias to the rear so then next time you see him he run up on the car getting down there and uh he spun it all the way into the off the racetrack Got it started back yep. up and got back on. And then they, then right there at the end, he blowed out both rear tires. And I know Chase was kind of sweating it because Denny Hamlin had a fast race car. Well, was it Hamlin right behind him? or, uh, or Truex. Or, Truex. Truex. Truex, yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, and But he, you know, he, he pulled away on that restart, and it was – I like to see a close finish, but that, since I had picked him, I was sort of glad that uh, it was kind of uh, a runaway there from the restart. But – Chase Elliott, uh, he won it. So our little point standings here is uh, um, Nelson, by virtue of Harvick, winning two times last week, a couple of weeks ago. 
Um, Nelson's got four wins. I've got three. Allen's got two. Jada's got two. And we're still waiting on Greg and Ronnie. And I got a feeling uh, they're going to come through. Uh, we've got for this week at Dover, this will be for both races. I'm sticking with Chase, and he is on the pole. Of course, they drew for it. But um, Greg has got Kyle Busch. Ronnie has got Truex. Allen's going with the 48 up there. That was a bold pick. I'd love to see him win. I really would. Nelson Crozier, the 48 by the course is uh, Jimmy Johnson. Nelson's got Harvick. Jada's got back in the saddle with her old favorite, uh, Hamlin. And uh, Lanny's got Boyer. So, okay. So last week they did run the road course at Daytona. Chase Elliott was the winner. And uh, it was a pretty exciting race. They're going to run Dover twice this weekend, and that will get them synced up. This will sync up the schedule to when they go to Daytona next week to run on the big track. They're right back on the schedule they would have been if we had never had the layoff or the pandemic and all of that. Of course, a lot of things happened in between. Like, uh, you know, and, and we, we lost some tracks. We lost Watkins Glen. We lost Sonoma. And uh, so, I mean, that's just the way she played out. But um, I was trying to get to the results here from last week. And when I stapled this stuff together last night, I didn't staple it in the right order. That makes it tougher on me. But it was the Go Bowl in 235, and Chase Elliott was the winner. Hamlin was second. But uh, the way I remember it in my mind, he was getting run down by the number 19. So, anyway, Truex was third. Jimmy Johnson had a good finish in fourth and sort of closed up a little bit. His, uh, his standings, uh, we'll get that in just a second. Chris Boucher was fifth. Clint Boyer was sixth. Uh, guess who was seventh? Kaz Gralla, who, remember, he took over for uh, um, Austin, Austin Dillon. Uh, so, Kaz, we were all sort of rolling our eyes at that pick. But, you know, they said that he was only the third driver to drive car number three since 1984, which would uh, – course take in dale earnhardt senior austin Dillon, and now kaz and kaz did okay and, by himself and he did lead some laps if you if you watched that and they was talking about that deal yeah he's first okay. time in a cup car and he was leading laps which he uh he got his little pit stops on under a different sequence and sometimes it pays off well on a road course you can do that a lot can't you greg uh, you, you certainly can and Barry. i know y'all won uh, sonoma like that one time and probably some others well, we won Riverside in 85 that way. Uh, the two-tire stop deal, you got to do the timing, and you deliberately get out of sync. You deliberately do that. Yeah. And, I mean, when it takes a minute or something to go around a racetrack, you just a car, do this, that, whatever you want to do, but you deliberately want to get out of sync. Then you can lay it on them. And it's not because you're not fast it's just a strategy that we used years ago that's like is that that's the same as short pitting right yeah short pitting short pit and uh tires mean a lot and you know you come in you put on them fresh tires and these other guys run about another 10 or 12 laps and mainly the chevrolet's always got better gas mileage than fords but you would get out of sync on purpose. And um, sometimes you'd have the track to yourself, it looked like. You know, if uh, if you got separated in a, and got in a gap there where there weren't many cars, you could really let her rip rather than uh, 
going in traffic. So, okay, let me get back to the um, the Cass Gralla was seventh, William Byron eighth, Joey Logano ninth, and Michael McDowell was tenth. And as I said, I've got this all jumbled up here, but the standings, um, Jimmy Johnson helped himself a little bit, but it's still the playoff standings, and we're getting down to it now. Harvick has got six wins. He's in first. Hamlin's with five wins a second. Keselowski, three wins is third. Chase Elliott now has moved up to the tie for fourth with Logano, and as a matter of fact, he's got him by, oh, it looks like 21 uh, segment points, stage points. So uh, he actually did himself a lot of good. He moved up like two spots in the standings. Logano is fifth with two wins. Then with one win each are Blaney, Truex, Bowman, Austin, Dillon. Have, have we heard from Austin this week? Is he well? I have not. Heard I haven't heard anything about. It. Boy, they let you know every five minutes how Jimmy Johnson was doing, and maybe I just <laughs> missed it. But I haven't heard anything on Austin. I, I don't know if Kaz is uh, sitting there with his gloves on, ready to go or not. But anyway, well, he probably is in the Xfinity race, which starts shortly. And Cole Custer is tenth with one win. Those guys are in. Here's where it gets uh, even more interesting. With uh, 11 through 16, these guys don't have wins. They're doing it on uh, stage points. And if somebody other than these six were to win a race that hasn't already won a race, it's going to throw everything into a, a turmoil. Just think if Cass Garler would have won that race race some. Yeah. Now, does that mean that they could put two, three cars into the chase? <laughs> I, I don't know. Think about that. Yeah, that would... Uh, 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 I don't know how they'd handle something like that. They may have to just uh, go on the, on owner points or something. You know, I, I, good question. But anyway, 11 through 16 is Eric Almarola. 12th is uh, Kurt Busch. Kyle is right behind him in uh, 13th. 14th is Boyer. 15th, Matt D. Benedetto. And 16th is William Byron. Jimmy Johnson is just on the outside of that bunch looking in. He gained some points on them this past week and uh, with, a, with a good fourth-place finish, and he needs to do it again. Uh, and he's got two chances to do it this weekend at Dover. Eric Jones is uh, right in there. Tyler Reddick, Austin Dillon has a win. Christopher Bell, and, and, um, and those are the guys that would be most likely to slip in there. But, boy, I'm telling you, if somebody wins a race that's not – that's not among those that hasn't won one yet this year. And it's not in that group six, uh, 11 through 16th. That would really throw them for a loop. Now I'll do it now. And probably again, at the end of the show, but to make sure I get it in today is the dry Dean three eleven race number one. And that will be at four o'clock on NBCSN. That's today. And that's the cup cars and they will do dry Dean 311 race number two tomorrow at four o'clock on NBCSN. So both races, NBCSN um, at Dover. Exciting track. Yep. All I remember at Dover is you used to have that grass bank up behind you at the pits place, and that grass bank be slammed full of tires. You used to have 12 to 14 sets of tires to race up there whenever we'd. And, uh, you used to have to haul all them tires back mm. to the garage area. Another thing, too, depending on the compound, scuffs, scuff tires had like two or three laps on them. Once they cooled off and the race got going, a scuff was better after two laps. 
and we done that with Ricky. And Ricky was actually in practice the first guy that ever averaged a hunt in our car, a hundred and forty something, hundred and forty five mile an hour. And then announced it. Said Rose first one to ever run hundred and forty five. But Dover, that's a tough place. Well it's concrete. And it's it's it's, all, it's the only if I'm not mistaken, it's the only all concrete track. Bristol's not concrete, is it? Seems like they tried that one time and they went back to asphalt. But I know I know Dover's a mile of concrete and boy you you dive off into those turns it's like you go down into a hole and it's you come up out of a hole at the end of the fourth turn and uh and the second turns and that track gets mighty narrow when uh they start getting sideways and they usually do yep i remember jimmy johnson qualifying come up off that fourth turn and spun the car and spun it all the way down the front straightaway without even hitting the walls on the inside or the bottom or top side and everybody knows that you're going to hit one of them walls. Well, that straightaway is banked like, yep. like most tracks are in a turn. Um, and once again, I'll do this real quickly because uh, we're getting up against our next break. And we've got uh, the lineup today. I went over it earlier. Let me hit it real quick again for the first race. Chase Elliott's on the pole. Hamlin the second. Truex is third. Boyer fourth. Logano fifth. Jimmy Johnson sixth. Keselowski is seventh. William Byron is eighth. Kurt Busch is ninth. Kevin Harvick is 10th, and you got to go all the way to 22nd to find Kyle Busch. So, uh, tell you what, uh, he's had some tough sledding, and things have not been real kind to him, and so he's going to have to do it the hard way, it looks like, again today, at least in his first race. 40 cars. So, uh, that's what the cup looks like for today and tomorrow. So, let's take uh, another break. We'll come back. We're on schedule, and we're looking sweet. You're listening to Start Your Engines from the Beacon Driving Studios. There's no points racing here. Greg, Perry, Ronnie, and Nelson are racing to win. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirit's tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirit's carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirits apart is their customer service. Jim and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirits, Reedville Road on Spartanburg's west side, where customer service is the difference. Windows down or AC on. Either way, there's no better way to beat the heat than with ice-cold favorites from McDonald's. Now get a large Minute Maid slushie for $2 in sweet flavors fruit punch, blue raspberry, or new pink lemonade. Or get a refreshingly bold McFA iced coffee, any size for $1.69. To beat the heat, there's nothing sweeter than an icy treat. It's not just a drink, it's a McDonald's drink. Prices and participation may vary. Limited time only cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Minute Maid is a registered trademark of the Coca-Cola Company. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit upstatelogistics.com. That's upstatelogistics.com. 
Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than hey, Plante? All it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Mayhem is everywhere. I'm a gravel truck. I'm busy laying the foundation for your city's newest suburb. You're stuck behind me, and I'm about to make it rain. <laughs> Rocks. Now you're swerving, but there's no avoiding this downpour. Better watch out for that guardrail. So get Allstate, where agents help protect you from mayhem. Like me. You're in good hands with Allstate agent Jack Mabry in Boiling Springs. Give him a call today, 253-9155. Fox Sports 1400 is now bigger and better than ever. Why? You were on an FM station. Because we're now on the FM dial at 98.3. Fox Sports 1400, now bigger and better at 98.3 FM. For years, just about every Friday and Saturday night, folks gathered to watch them run the tracks and ovals throughout the South in towns both large and small. Some of those tracks have faded into memory. Here's Perry Allen Wood with another Silent Speedways of the South Minute. Few racing venues have the history of Lakewood Speedway in Atlanta, Georgia. Opening July 28, 1917 with a race between Barney Oldfield and Ralph De Palma, Lakewood hosted AAA, EMCA, and USAC open wheelers and ARCA and NASCAR stock cars. The one-mile dirt semi-oval surrounded Pools Creek Reservoir and was known as the Indianapolis of the South. Every notable American driver raced there in its day and some died, including George Barringer and the Indy 500 winner George Robeson in a gruesome 1946 Labor Day crash. In 1959, Richard Petty won his first Grand National race until the results were protested by the new winner, Lee Petty. Other victors were Ted Horn, Bill Holland, Eddie Sachs, Tim Flock, Herb Thomas, Buck Baker, Curtis Turner, Junior Johnson, Joe Weatherly, and Fireball Roberts. The old track bat out in style with Evil Knievel's 1974 show and in 1977's Smokey and the Bandit. On September 3rd, 1979, Lakewood Speedway closed its rusty gates for the last time and the Indianapolis of the South faded into memory. That's another Silent Speedway of America. I'm Perry Allen Wood. Perry's book is available online. Visit McFarlandPub.com and type in Silent Speedways to place your order today. Well, I thought I'd throw in one of those. I didn't know it was going to cut off that quickly, but... Uh, People love those. Well, that, they're not bad. No, they're not bad. You know, I did that... Good grief, I did that... Uh, 12 years ago. I mean, that's a lot. Like 208. Those things, yeah, those things are old. But but, uh, but they're all here. I got a whole bunch of them, and I picked that one because it was a an Indianapolis venue for years. And, you know, that old grandstand's still there, and that's sort of on my bucket list. you got to go right into downtown Atlanta to find it. And uh, and I've never seen it, but it's, uh, uh, it's still there, the concrete grandstands that, you know, you can really see in Smokey and the Bandit there in that last scene with uh, Jackie Gleason and and Sally Field and Burt Reynolds and everybody. Okay, so let's talk Xfinity here. They're going to run twice today as well. 
Um, I'll get that out of the way first. They're going to run. I don't. What is dry dean? Do we have any idea? It sounds like a fire extinguisher or uh, something. I think it's some. We got some that runs this in uh, our world of outlaws. I think it's like oil based. Okay. Stuff. Well, they they will know after this weekend probably because. Yep. Uh, what did you say the name of was? Dry Dean, D R Y, D E N E. They run in uh, both the Cup races tomorrow or today and tomorrow are Dry Dean races. And today at twelve thirty, is the Dry Dean two hundred. Uh, that'll be shortly after we go off the air here. That's on NBCSN. And then tomorrow at one o'clock they run the Dry Dean um, two hundred on NBCSN, and that would be something to watch before the Indianapolis five hundred. But last week. They ran on the road course at Daytona, and um, it's beginning to sound like a broken record, but Austin Sendrick won it, and that's his fifth win in the last six races. So Austin is red hot, and um, do you care to share what you were telling me about Austin earlier? Do you say it's not a secret? I think Austin Sendrick uh, tested that, uh, what is it, car of next year for nascar yeah and, i'm not uh, sure what they're calling that thing he was he was bad. next gen next gen car and he was bad fast in that thing what uh, i seen alan sent me some pictures of it uh actually a little video clip there of it running in the shop and sounded good and it looked good i mean i got met you know i don't i'm one lug nut and what you say independent rear suspension and it's just getting more like a uh a weather tech car with a different body on it but yeah. it's uh and That's I, a sharp-looking thing. And I seen him a picture of that engine sitting in that thing, Greg, and it had Ford on the valve covers. And I told him, I said, Bud would be proud of this. <laughs> yeah, it would. And they're still, they're still brand loyalty. But basically, they're selling TV time. They're doing the right thing. And it's good. And, and Perry, I want to ask you one question. Okay. We know in Formula 1, they run a two-liter boat. Formula One's two liters. Okay. How many liters Uh are the Indy cars? I don't know. I hope Alan's reaching for his phone to find out. (laughs) Greg, um, about all I can tell you, and, you know, I'm I'm more of a a personality-oriented historian. Um, I mean, I know a little bit of engine stuff. That's a great question. If anybody out there listening knows, Ronnie, uh, if you're listening, I'm about seeing how many liters an IndyCar engine is. But all I know is Chevys and Hondas is all you got. And uh, so um, it's probably, uh, I, it, it, I would say it's probably something similar. But, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a good question. We'll see if we can come up with an answer by the end of the show. But let me talk about Xfinity here because um, Austin Cindric did win the race. Brandon Jones was second. Noah Craxon third. A.J. Allmendinger fourth. Andy Lally fifth. And really needing a good race was uh, Jeremy Clements, and actually he got it finishing sixth. He ran very well. The guy, because he had such a rotten race at Road America the week before, the guy that he's chasing for that 12th spot that will get you into playoffs, Brandon Brown, had a rotten day, which is exactly what Jeremy needed. He uh, he lost to Axel and finished uh, 34th, where Jeremy finished sixth. So that was a big pickup of points. 28 by my calculations um he was down um i think 50 58 points something like that but he has cut that to 28 in one week he knocked uh, 20 something points off of it and that's he's got two chances to do it this weekend and uh 
He's got a 24-point spread over Matt Snyder, who is in the 14th spot. So Jeremy Hep just caused a lot, and uh, I hope he's good at Dover because he's going to have a belly full of it this weekend. He'll be good at Dover. Dover's a lot like Cherokee Speedway is, and uh, everybody knows that Mr. Clements used to race over at Cherokee Speedway in the Super Late Mall Division. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of right up his ballpark right there. Well, we'll see. And um, good luck, Jeremy. We can start watching at 1230 today. I'll be on the lawnmower, but I'll tape it and watch it, uh, record it and watch it tonight. Um, And then they will go to Daytona next weekend for a Saturday night race. Why don't you boys talk amongst yourselves and let me see what we got on the phone here. Or I tell you what, I could be brave and just put this guy on, put him on live. Uh, Who we got on the phone? Hey, Perry, this is Wayne. Hey, Wayne. I wanted to call, and I've been listening to y'all for a year, a couple of years, and the other station too, the other radio program before y'all. But Perry, uh, back in the days, didn't Louise Smith win a race, the lady at Daytona back in the '60s? And you mentioned Johnny Allen and Larry. There was a guy named Larry Franks. Oh yeah, that raced with them back in the days. And they all lived in my neighborhood when I was a kid over in Greenville. And uh, my dad raced dirt tracks all over this area. And I, and Now, what was your dad's uh, name? Sir? What was your dad's name? His name was Bill, but I'm not going to say my last name. Oh, okay. All right. I all don't right. want to. A lot of people call me and ask me history of him back in the days. Um, you and Alan in this area has been a dirt track racing forever and when i was a kid former lance doug kenimer Phil pritchett randall fowler i mean all these guys has been my history in this local area and they all was good race car drivers johnny allen was one of the best guys i ever met in my life well you know i had johnny lined up to be on the show back in the spring and the show got canceled because of the coronavirus and uh, i need to reschedule johnny johnny's uh, in fact johnny might be good to have on next uh in the next couple of weeks with darlington coming up because uh, he ran real well at darlington had some spectacular crashes but yeah johnny allen's a good friend of mine and he's very healthy and he's up in the indianapolis area and um uh, I'd I'd love to have Johnny on. You know he he drove some dirt track races back in the day. And he drove for a man out of Atlanta on the asphalt series, and he went to a racetrack one time to drive a dirt car, and for some reason he didn't like the car and he left. He didn't drive it. Well, because it was going to mess him up in his NASCAR point series. Yeah, Johnny was a good driver. You also mentioned Larry Frank, who, uh, of course, he's not with us anymore, was from Greenville, yeah. and he uh, uh, won the 1962 uh, Southern 500, and we're going to do a lot of Southern 500 stuff in, coming up in a couple of weeks. But i got to move on, Wayne, but I really appreciate you calling in and listening to the show, and uh, please call in anytime. Thanks. See you. Okay, thank you. Well, that was good. That was good. Somebody listens. <laughs> We know they do because I hear about this show every week from other people. All right, let's move on here. The trucks are off. No, they're not. They ran last night. I'm sorry. And uh, they're sort of sneaking up on me with these Friday night deals. But Zane Smith uh, has won uh, again. He's won two or three and is actually 
They're talking about how he is a red-hot commodity. He um, beat Math, Max, Matt Crafton, who was second. Brett Moffitt was third. Todd Gilliland, fourth. And Ben Rhodes was fifth. That race was last night. I caught just a little bit about it um, on the Internet this morning. I think a couple of guys came out of it with hard feelings. I, I just didn't have time to find out what, uh, what exactly they were beefing about. But uh, the truck standings uh, are, I got it right here. Well, uh, first of all, they will run their next race um, next weekend at Gateway, which, of course, is across the Mississippi River from St. Louis. And that will be the WWT Raceway 200 presented by CK Power. And that will be at noon um, on the 30th. That's the 30th. What day is that? Anybody know right off the top of your head what day the 30th is? And um, should know that. Let me pull up my calendar here real quick. The 30th is uh, next Sunday. So they'll run at noon on next Sunday. That's probably the preliminary to something else we'll get to in a minute. And uh, so that's the trucks. Once again, they ran last night at Dover, and they're off today. And their point standings, Austin Hill is first. Zane Smith is 41 points behind in second, and I'd say he's probably closing. Brett Moffitt is third. Ben Rhodes fourth, tied with Christian Eckes. And fifth is Sheldon Creed. The ARCA cars, um, they are running next weekend at Gateway, so that'll be a Saturday night race. Um, so that's two series that we got at Gateway next week. That'll be 6 p.m. on MAV-TV next Saturday. And, of course, uh, Sam Mayer is, uh, has won two of the last four races, and Michael Self is doing real, real well in the ARCA, balancing that with the, uh, the trucks. Uh, but he is leading the ARCA standings. Brett Holmes is second, Drew Dollar third, Hallie Deegan is fourth, and Thad Moffitt is fifth. And one of the ones I like to talk about coming up, oh, let's see. Uh, this is the, I thought, uh, well, I'm looking here, and I don't see it on the schedule. Maybe it's been removed. I don't see the dirt track. You know, they always run a dirt track at, at, at DuCoin. And I swear it was on there last week, and now I'm looking at the new stand, the new um, schedule, and it's Gateway, Lebanon, Bristol, Memphis, Salem, and Kansas. I don't see the dirt track, well, so I, I need to look into that. That's sad if they've taken the last big time dirt track. Well, you don't see the trucks at Eldora. Yeah, you know, every, everybody always watches the trucks come to Eldora, right? And I mean. I haven't heard nothing about trucks being back at Eldora, so... Uh, I think that got canceled a while back when they had to do a bunch of scheduling, and, I, you know, and Tony Stewart runs that, but uh, I was talking about it last week that we had a dirt track in Arca, and it was coming up because they always run it on Labor Day, and it's not there, so something's happened in the past week. See if we can get to the bottom of that a little bit later. Formula One, they, uh, they are off this week, and they run the Rolex Belgian Grand Prix next week, at Spa Francorchamps, which is one of the oldest circuits, uh, it's had several different configurations over the years. But they ran last week at Catalonia in Spain, and guess what? Lewis Hamilton won again. He's um, he took a week off from winning when that Red Bull won. That Greg called me up. You were all excited about the Red Bull, the watching that Grand Prix from uh, from England. That was must have been a pretty good oh, race. Oh, it's fantastic. You know, Silver, uh, Silverstone. They was running that thing. It's a lot in the Grand Prix movie. Oh, yeah. A ton. But anyway, 
like I say, that's we, where James Gardner catches on fire. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, and they've done a couple of real good movies on Former Horn. I, I like Former Horn. I love Indy. Uh, I love NASCAR. And hey, we only real men can drive dirt. There you no go. No doubt about it. I knew that was coming. Lewis Hamilton was the winner. Max Verstappen was second. Volteri Bottas and the other uh, Mercedes was third. Lance Stoll was fourth. And Sergio Perez was fifth. Um, of course, we always try to report on the Haas Formula One team. And Kevin Magnuson was uh, 15th, a lap behind. And uh, Ramon, Ramon Grosjean was 19th, two laps behind. And I said it last week, I don't know how they keep those expensive cars on the track and not do any better than they do. The point standings, um, I mean, it's a runaway with uh, Lewis Hamilton winning three of the first five races. He's got a 37-point lead over Max Verstappen. After that, it's pretty close. Uh, Valtteri Bottas is third. Roger Leclerc for Ferrari is fourth. And Alexander Albon is fifth. So uh, we are going to – I can touch on this real quick. Uh, the WeatherTech Sports Car Series is running this weekend, and they'll be running tomorrow at the Michelin GT Challenge at Virginia International Raceway. That's Mike uh, Hill's uh, car that – just uh, tore him up at Sebring and then had another good, pretty good run at uh, at uh, Road America the next week. They are um, going to run that race, and I've got the TV information on that um, in our next segment, but I can tell you off the top of my head that it's a uh, same day because NBC's got, got a, a lot going on tomorrow with between NBC and NBCSN. They've got an Xfinity race, the Indianapolis 500, and uh, the Cup race. So they've put it back to later on in the evening, but it will be same-day coverage. So we're going to take our last break and come back and finish up with the TV uh, lineup and talk a little bit about Indianapolis 500. You're listening to Start Your Engines from the Beacon Drive-In Studios. It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, plant day. Seventy years. How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, plant day. Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a plant day? Call it. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Man, I need a new car, but I have no idea where to look. Have you tried Impex Pre-Owned at Bowling Springs? Pre-Owned? 
I'm not looking for something with lots of mileage on it. That's why you need to go to Impex Pram, because they have a huge selection of new model cars and trucks with low mileage. Well, that sounds great, but I got to stick to my budget. And that's another reason why you need to check out Impex Pre-Owned. New model cars with low mileage at thousands less than you'll find anywhere else. Call Yvette today at 864-327-9297 or check out ImpexPreOwned.com. Impex Pre-Owned quality used cars made easy. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864 583-8848. Hey, this is Ryan Clary. Lately, I've been eating one home-cooked meal after another. I'm talking million-dollar spaghetti, Mexican lasagna, chicken tetrazzini. I can't cook at all, and my wife's a great cook, but she has a full-time job. So neither of us have time to feed our three little ones a home-cooked meal. Many of you listening can relate one way or another. Who has the time? Mama Sue's does. That's right. Mama Sue's on East Henry Street in Spartanburg has homemade meals daily for you to pick up, place an order online, or stop in at Mama Sue's. Also check out their $5 lunch specials. Mama Sue's Open Monday through Friday, 10 to 6. When it's hot and it's hot, there's only one thing better than water, ice. And Spartanburg Water has twice the ice with 12 convenient ice houses located around the county. Twice the ice is affordable. Get a 10-pound bag for $1.25 or a 16-pound bag or 20-pound bulk for $1.75. Twice the ice is never touched by human hands, never stored in a warehouse, and uses local water. And it's available 24 hours a day using cash, credit, or debit card. To find the Twice the Ice location near you, visit spartanburgwater.org slash ice. So, what if you're walking out to your car after work today and it's been mashed by a runaway garbage truck? Yep, State Farm has an agent for that. Having your own State Farm agent means having a real person there to help you when things go wrong. So when accidents happen, you've got someone you know who will be there when you need them. Cliff Gobert in Spartanburg is that State Farm agent. Cliff's got your back when things go wrong. Call Cliff Gobert on East Main Street today, 597-1200. That's 597-1200. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Want to find out what's going on on Fox Sports 1400? Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. We have everything you need, including the all-important Listen Lively. Find it all at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. And welcome back to the final segment of Start Your Engines. And that was a good song there, but... uh have time to play all of it let's do the tv real quick and then we'll close out the show with indianapolis um we've got today i've already said it i'll say it again at 12 30 on nbcsn we've got the xfinity series number one from uh dover then at four o'clock on nbcsn we've got the first cup race all of these are the dry dean races uh so that's uh 12 30 four o'clock and then at, uh, let's see, this is Saturday. Um, okay, and what I said a little few minutes ago, uh, I was wrong. The uh, WeatherTech race is today, and it's same-day coverage from 7.30 to 10.30 from the Virginia International Raceway, and that's on NBCSN. So they did sort of get preempted, I guess, by the Xfinity, or not preempted, delayed, 
by the Xfinity and Cup, but it is on today. So you sit, well, if you're not busy, if it starts raining and you don't eat your steak or anything, you got Xfinity at 1230, Cup at 4 o'clock, and WeatherTech at 730. All, you don't even have to change the channel, NBCSN. Yeah, I think this WeatherTech division will be not the prototype division from what I understand. Oh, is that right? They, uh, something about that racetrack, either one car's too fast and one car's too slow or something like that. I think it's just going to be the GT division it, there. Well, it says right here, IMC WeatherTech Sports Car Championship Michelin GT Challenge. GT Challenge. So there I you th- go. I think I think their next race uh, for my brother and him will be, be Road Atlanta. And that's uh, one we were talking about going to, Greg. But they got they, they you know they added this one. The one that we were talking about going to was an, was October seventeenth. So this is uh they've stuck this one in here since we first talked about it. So uh, maybe we'll still maybe point to that October seventeenth. I don't I don't know if I'll make it next week or or, or whenever. But uh, all right. So tomorrow. Um, but anyway, that's still good racing. If you want to see, if you need one more race uh, tonight on TV, you've got the 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 gt challenge um from virginia international raceway so tomorrow at 1 30 um let me get this right here no at one o'clock tomorrow is dover is the xfinity series on nbcsn that's at one o'clock to three then at one o'clock to two thirty is the Indianapolis five hundred pre race show. This is on NBC. From two thirty to six, they schedule the Indianapolis five hundred. I don't know what the weather's like, but boy, they've had some they've had some real battles with the weather over the year. Hopefully it'll be a gorgeous day. And then at four o'clock from four to seven is the second cup race on NBCSN. Uh for um for the the, the big guys at Dover. So uh a lot of racing, Indianapolis, Dover, and um, Greg. Well, I think we got an answer from Ronnie. We got an answer from Ronnie. Ronnie is ever on the job, and what a pal he is to find out this stuff for us, just like I knew he would. First of all, he sent a picture of all the Drydeen products, and uh, the main one I see here in the middle is oil. And uh, so they've uh, they've got all all sorts of different things that uh for the for automotive uh applications uh hold on just a second excuse me had to cough greg an indianapolis car is 2.2 liters 700 horsepower so it would be just a tad bigger than a grand prix engine is that correct didn't you say grand prix was two liters two liter that sounds right because uh my wife went out and bought a Ford product, uh, a Lincoln, and it's got a 2.0 in it, but it's turbocharged. Okay. I mean, it's like your Mustang flies. Yeah. Well, so, Ronnie, we appreciate Thank you, it. Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie's a part of the show. I wish you'd call in every once in a while and say hi, but uh, we miss your voice, Ronnie. Let's, uh, let's touch on what happened Thursday, and this was the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Carb Day. Indianapolis car has not had a carburetor probably since the 30s. <laughs> but they still call it Carb Day, and uh, they were, uh, you know, the qualifying. The poll went at 231 last Sunday, so here's what they did on Carb Day, and you can see that they have, to use one of Greg's favorite terms, terms detuned them a little bit. Um, 
But Pato O'Ward was the fastest in the McLaren. And he's uh, he came, and that's the Chevy, and he he um, practiced the fastest. He ran 11. Uh, he ran um, he ran 84 laps. Now, you know, you think about the 200-lap race, that's a lot of dadgum, dadgum laps to, uh, to practice. I mean, that's got to be some wear and tear. I don't know if they'll let him change engines or not. But anyway, he went 225.355. Um, second fastest was Scott Dixon at uh, about 224 and a half. Alexander Rossi was third at 224.6. Takumo Sato, who's on the front row, was at 224.580. Uh, and some other names down through here, Oliver Askew, Zach Veach, Joseph Newgarden, all the way down to your 33rd fastest, who's also starting last, is uh, Ben Hanley. And Ben isn't a rookie. He did race there uh, last year or the year before, but he went uh, ticked slower than 218 miles an hour, which you say, that is flying. Well, it is flying, except it's eight miles an hour slower than the, the fastest guy. What I like about it, Perry, is that speed's come back up. Yeah. And Junior Johnson once made a statement. He said, if you take the speed out of it in a slight amount of danger, it ain't racing. He made that clear years ago. Yeah. Well, the uh, uh, like I'm all for safety. Uh, well, and the cars are safer, and I don't know. And this is one for Nelson, but I don't know that if that new cockpit configuration hadn't speeded them up a little bit, you know, because um, they are running a tick faster. I don't know if they've done anything. Uh, race cars, if you don't slow them down, they tend to get faster every year, and eventually they get right back to where they were, like when you when you did whatever you did to slow them down. So, I mean, engineering is always going to win out eventually. But uh, the point standings right now, Scott Dixon is first, Simon Pagino is second, Joseph Newgarten is third, Patricio, as Pato they call him, O'Ward is fourth, Graham Rahal fifth, Will Power sixth, Colton Hare to seventh, Marcus Erickson eighth, Felix Rosenquist, who has a win this year, ninth, and Alexander Rossi is tenth. Now, I want to look just a second here at the starting lineup. And there's 33 cars, as always. Uh, and, they're, uh, of course, they, they run in three row, uh, 11 rows of three. And what I found interesting is, you know, we always talk, uh, Greg, about Foyt likes to pull another car out of the garage and let somebody race. Well, he did it. He's got three cars in this race. Foyt does it. Foyt does it. He's got, of course, and, and – I never said anything about us picking the race, but, um, I mean, it's this swan song year, his farewell, and um, for Tony Kanan, who is Foyt's main driver. He drives number 14, which, of course, was Foyt's number, and he's starting in the middle of the eighth row, which would put him in, uh, what would that be, 23rd position, and he qualified at 229, so he's not that far off. He's in a Chevrolet, and... I just never forget when he won the race a few years ago. Uh, he was so happy. He didn't drive for Foyt then, but uh, he said in victory lane, I can't believe they're going to put my ugly face on that trophy. And I just, it almost broke my heart because, you know, he's not the most handsome guy in the world. And I used to love that commercial he had. And I know I've mentioned it before where he's walking down one street and uh, 
that Kevin Harvick was coming the other way and they bump into each other and one of them gets their chocolate and they, their peanut butter mixed up. It was a Reese Cup commercial, and I've always thought that was pretty funny. You got your chocolate and my peanut butter. No, you got your peanut butter and my chocolate, and then it was a Reese Cup. Oh, they got some wicked commercials now. Well, that was uh, but this was this was years ago. This has been about five or six years ago. Uh, that that was Tony Kanan and Kevin Harvick. Tony Kanan's a good driver. Well, he is, and we're going to find out. As um, like I said, he's won this race before, and he's not that far off. I, I didn't. Uh, let's see. On that carburation day, he was uh, well. He was nineteenth, which you know. He ran 200, uh, let's call it 223 miles an hour. And I'll name you Foyt's other drivers for those that are interested. Uh, and the one that he pulled out of the garage and put somebody in is for a rookie, Dalton Kellett. And Dalton Kellett is, Kellett is in number 41. And the, um, the other Foyt car is Charlie Kimball, which I remember our buddy, uh, um, well, I'm drawing a blank here. Who did the show before us? Dropping the hammer. Uh, Dale Wilkerson. Dale Wilkerson. Dale yeah. Wilkerson. Sorry, Dale, if you're listening. Uh, always like Charlie Kimball. Charlie Kimball's the one who's diabetic and he has to give himself a shot through the uniform during pit stops sometimes. Well, uh, Char Charlie's a very good driver. He's driving other Foyt car, number four. So Foyt's cars are four, 14, and 41, and he was 11th fastest. So Charlie's right up there. Um, but look Harry, at can I, can I yeah, yeah, yeah. Jump I, right. I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you. You don't. But you got three talking, minutes talking about Foyt. He's been my hero, just like Perry said. I named my son after him. That's right. <laughs> and and a, I don't know how many dogs. When they had the first brickyard, <laughs> he had four stock cars up there, and they all qualified. And I can't remember exactly who were the drivers, but all four might qualified us at that time. Yeah, nineteen ninety four, and. We went up there with Wally testing, and when Foyt's inside Indianapolis, he is a clown. He's friendly. I mean, it, it, he, but he's a competitor. And you don't want to cross him either, though. No, you don't want to do that. But if you ain't got a driver that's got a temper, you ain't got a driver. Well, AJ's, uh, he's got four. It'd be great to see him do some good. Um, just off of the looking at the rundown here. And I've got it in front of me. I'm going to go with Kanan, uh, a guy you've got to think about starting in the middle of the last row. And um, is J.R. Hildebrand. Who in the world can forget? And I think it was 2011. Has it been that long ago? When he had the race won and crashed coming off the fourth turn on in the main straightaway. That was a race that Dan Weldon won yep. in the Jim Beam car. But uh, Hildebrand had it. I, all he had to do was time it differently where he didn't have to pass that car on the outside in the fourth turn. He could have slowed down and done it so much easier than going ahead and trying to take that guy, uh, take him and put him behind him at one of the worst places in the track that late in the race. Um, the 800th turn of, a, of an 800-turn race, and J.R. Hildebrand hit the wall and lost it and really – I mean, he scratched his name from uh, from immortality there. But anyway, he's back trying again. So anyway, it's it's uh, it's no secret the Indianapolis 500 is my favorite race. There's no women this year. Um, 
there's used to always be several ladies trying to get in this or get in the race. And looking down the, the line here, you've got a uh, uh, Santino Ferrucci is starting uh, 19th. He's one of my favorites. He's um, he's just got a fantastic personality. And um, with a minute to go, Alan, you got anything? I hope you get to run someplace or eat a good steak or well, hang wait, a picture or wait, something. Wait, you talking about if if. My brother always said, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd always be happy. I thought it was have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> That's correct. Oh, and uh, if, if I wouldn't have done this, something else wouldn't have happened. Okay. You know. But I mean, you know, you, you, you got to go. I want to ask Perry a question. Well, you got, you got 20 seconds. What year was it that Foyt won and it had a bad crash and, and everybody said, where's AJ? Well, that was 1967. That's when he won the third one. Yeah, and, and, uh, and people were crashing, and he had enough thought was smart enough to slow down and was weaving again. They said, where's AJ? He slowed down on the back stretch. He said, I knew something was going to happen on the front stretch, yeah. and he got around there. And In fact, Dallenbach was one of the cars going across the track. But, look, we've had a great show. We've got a lot to talk about next week. Uh, a lot of racing on, especially that Indianapolis 500. If you want some excitement, tune into that one. <laughs> And we'll be back next week to tell you all about it. Natalie, get our table ready. Greg and I are on the way. And for all of you out there, keep your distances from each other and keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. We are Fox Sports. Your home for bump and run weekday mornings at 7 is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. We are Fox And here's what you need to know. Baltimore Ravens star safety Earl Thomas was not at practice today due to what the Ravens called an organizational decision. Tom Pelissero of NFL Media reported this morning that Thomas was sent home from the Ravens facility yesterday following a fight in practice with fellow safety Chuck Clark. Jason LaConfora of CBS Sports reports 